Yo, yo, what's up? What's up? How we doing? How we doing? This is Dennis Smith, the alternate timeline, and I'm joined here by my boy Galen once again. What's up, Galen? How we doing? How we doing? Yo, Dennis, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk some Star Wars and The Mandalorian, the most recent episode, season three, and where we're going. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. I love having you on as my Star Wars guy. I love your perspective on Star Wars, so I try to get you on as much as I can whenever Star Wars is going on, man. How are you uh, enjoying Star Wars right now? How are you enjoying Mandalorian right now? It's been six episodes. Tell me where you're at with it all, because I see a lot of discourse out there, but you know, yeah, tell, me yeah, where, tell me where you're at, man, in general. In general? Um, Star Wars in general, I feel very, very good about. Um, really? I feel okay. Maybe one very good about. Um, <laughs> I feel that we're in a good spot. Um, we're just coming off of Bad Batch, uh, right. which I feel we need to acknowledge. I feel like Bad Batch is like one of the most underrated and like under the radar shows that's like in Star Wars is like total like just uh, you know media catalog right now. I feel right. like not a lot of people watched it. Like some people like fell off after the clone wars and like right. people who are fans of the live action show aren't necessarily fans of that but it just had a fantastic season finale um it brought wait. in some real weight wait wait yeah, wait the season ended it was a season, season finale ended. just what yeah, just last two week episodes, two weeks ago oh maybe? my god what i'm catching fantastic up two... yeah man you I'm gotta on... watch you're behind yeah i'm on like um, episode 11 of the of the second season, so I got I got yeah. a few more I got a few more, but it's great. I love Bad Batch, man. Yes, it can be a little formulaic uh, yeah. at times, but I do um, really like the dynamics in between the characters, and I feel like that's kind of the strength of it. Um, just like their familial bond, mm -hmm. um, and it has just great animation and some like really strong visuals and some really really cool action. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just feel like it's underrated and it did well. Andor was obviously incredible. I thought right. that was the best Star Wars show. I still think that's the case. Oof. And um, I'm enjoying this season of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is my favorite show. So yeah. um, I'm really just, I was telling my friend, I'm really just happy to be here. And uh, <laughs> like, I'm happy to be watching it. Like, that's how I am. Like, I'm just um, happy to be here. Yeah, this is our... <laughs> exactly like this is our like star trek like for our parents mm. like this is my weird like i look at people dressed as aliens show and have a great time once a week like regardless of what's going on <laughs> right. and you know people are very serious about the mandalorian because they love it and rightfully mm -hmm. so um but overall i feel as if the quality that we've gotten has been consistent with the rest of the show i agree um however I will say um, that is just uh, speaking in the case of like what it is. Do I think it could be better? Yes. Okay. Um, so, well, I will, as host, I will turn this to you. <laughs> Do we want to talk about first what I think that season three should have been or do we want to talk about the latest episode and like what it has been so far Ooh, what it should have been 
Oh my God. Let's, I mean, damn, I wasn't even ready for that. We let's do it, man. Let's do it. Take, take, take it over, man. Uh, uh, what you think it should have been. My whole thing, my whole spiel okay. about the season three of the Mandalorian this entire time okay. is that it was a mistake to reunite Grogu and Mando okay. this early, but especially in the book of Boba Fett. Facts. I think that's that the big. Was that really messed things up? It did, in my opinion. It really kind of set, threw off the formula. I thought that the season two finale of The Mandalorian uh, was fantastic. Right. Um, the send off with Luke Skywalker. You know that he is in good, capable hands. He couldn't be in safer hands in the galaxy <laughs> um, at that point in time. Um, and it was such a huge emotional payoff. I was freaking crying watching that finale, and they're back together already by yeah. the beginning of season three. It's not even addressed in this show. It's that, not addressed exactly. In this show. If you're just the fan of the Mandalorian, you're exactly. Like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, like season three came out. They're they're back together. Yeah, I think We're they lost. Crossing over that. We're not going back. Right. I think they lost a lot of yeah. casual people on that because. You basically making people go watch half of the book of Boba Fett to just understand like yeah. why they back together. I think they lost a little bit on that because it was you yeah. know they send off with Luke and then here we are in season three and it's like they're right back together and it's like okay what happened? <laughs> what happened there? A missed opportunity, a major missed opportunity in my opinion. And um, I I feel like that was a really great conclusion to that arc. Um, and I felt as if season three should have been Mando and Grogu separately. And Ooh. we and would show have different uh, sides of a boat, like showing both journeys. Yes. Ooh. Yes. And so Ooh. you would have the opportunity to have Mando go off on his like Mandalorian adventures, right. uh, have to seek redemption, can go through much of this, the same stuff that he's going through with Bo. Right. right now yeah and then we could occasionally see grogu with luke training um and yeah training also um like we get the same like keller and beck order 66 flashback mm -hmm. maybe we get a little bit more with um keller and how he managed to get like grogu safely off coruscant like maybe mm -hmm. they get a little bit more time together and we get a little bit more of grogu's backstory um and then we also we could get Luke like updating us on like his goings on with like the main uh, post Return of the Jedi crowd like Han Solo and Princess Leia. I'm not sh saying they need to appear on screen. I'm just saying that he could kind of give us an update in that area, and that's how you can kind of build the bigger what's going on in Star Wars. Um, uh, just kind of overview that we've gotten in some of these episodes, which I've really enjoyed, uh, yeah. particularly episode uh, ep uh, episode three of season three, um, the one where they're on Coruscant, yeah, Coruscant. Dr. Pershing, right? And we get kind of see we're seeing a little bit about these um, like these recommissioned Imperials and like how they dealt with like reintegrating Imperials into society. Mm. I thought that. That is awesome. And I, we could have gotten a lot of this too, but I thought that could have been another way to explore it. Grogu had to make that decision about leaving Luke rather than two episodes. If it happened over the course of an entire season, the emotional weight would have been much higher and the mm. payoff of them being reunited much have been would have been much more sweet. Mm. Um, but 
I think that someone at Disney or Lucasfilm or whoever was just, um, you know, afraid of losing out on toy sales. They're like, we can't have the Mandalorian without Grogu. <laughs> without Grogu. the one who sells all the toys. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and Disney you could have still had him in the show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Disney going through a lot of stuff. Going, I mean, CEO, like, step down, all that kind of stuff. So, like, they, they're having a lot of changes going on in Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. Like, just... A lot's going on, and um, yeah, we, we're gonna see, we're gonna get some information yeah. soon, though. I mean, Star Wars, um, they're having the there's a Star Wars celebration coming up, right? Uh, mm. You know, May the Fourth be with you coming soon, and I'm thinking we're going to hear some things. We do, we have things to look forward to. The Ahsoka series is coming, and you know they're already sprinkling a little bit of yeah, they're sprinkling a little bit of the Ahsoka Rebel stuff even in this Mandalorian season too. But oh yeah. Uh, which is cool, which is cool. But yeah, I think all we know of really is the Ahsoka series, the skeleton crew. Um, I don't know if they're doing the, the Acoly. Are they doing the Acolyte still? I think they're doing that. And then the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then the game. And so far, we don't know of any movies yeah. yet. So um, hopefully we'll see some movies announced. Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah, I think that's the next thing. I think they really just shied away from like the movie sphere because they yeah. got so shook by the performance of um the Mandalorian and um I mean not the Mandalorian, the sequel trilogy this, okay, and yeah. um Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh they got so shook by that. Uh and they're like, let's just stay out of that space for a while, even though like you have to go back. Like you're Star Wars, like you started with movies, you have to go back. Right. Um so I wonder if we'll be getting an announcement about that soon. Um, but I don't know. I think that maybe um, this batch of um, Star Wars movies is, um, or this batch of Star Wars shows is like kind of setting up like a trilogy of movies. I think mm. potentially Thrawn could be like the big the bad. The big bad. In a, um, yeah, in a series that. Uh, takes place um before the sequel trilogy okay you know gotcha yeah i've heard i've like, actually heard um, some people say that like in the time Thrawn being Thrawn being like the guy that could run be the villain of a of a series like a, a trilogy i've heard that being said before so I, i'm definitely with that yeah. too i'm with that i know I'm what's it called? I'm not the most knowledgeable guy on like extended universe Star Wars stuff, but I know that there's like a Thrawn trilogy of books that was extremely popular uh, prior to the release of the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like the late 80s, early 90s. And um, yeah, uh, Thrawn is part of a species called the the Chish. Chish? Like right, Chish yeah, he's Empire. like blue. I, f- I keep forgetting he's blue like that. Yeah. And so they have like a... Um, I'm probably butchering this story, and if any like real EU fans out there, please set the record straight. But there's like a whole other like massive force that's basically like in another gal, a neighboring galaxy mm-hmm. that invades the Star Wars galaxy, um, like the main galaxy that we know, yeah. uh, and like it's this massive military force, and like because the Empire isn't there and the New Republic is just starting out, there's, like, not, like, a major military force to, like, fight back against them. Mm. And, like, um, Thrawn is, like, one of the leaders in that army. Interesting. Yeah, I think you've been wanting that for yeah, a while so now. I, like a like another I, threat out there. 
Yeah. And um I think that could be like imagine like a um a Star Wars trilogy that like had like Ahsoka and Mando like uh who who knows who else like you could even have like Cal Kestis cuz mm -hmm. he's alive during that time frame like you could have like all the players that we're getting to know like in this TV show cuz they're all in the same area right. the rebels crew like they could be live action that could be our next trilogy our next thing, like yeah. need it <laughs> need it dude it's right Ahsoka, there Ahsoka, Mando and the rebels crew with Thrawn as the main antagonist. Yeah. And you could feature uh, original trilogy characters. Luke's around. Like, yeah. Leia's around. Han's around. Like, bro. Easy. It's you all right e there. You could even have young, what's it called? Kylo Ren. If it's in the night, right time period. Mm. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that is what I want to see. So, um, I think that they're still playing it safe with all these TV shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that that's smart for now. But... Yeah. As we can see with season three of The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan, I would also say, and the book of Boba Fett, they're, all their T's are not crossed and all their I's are not dotted. Like, this whole, like, all of the Star Wars shows are not, like, leak-proof, like mm -hmm. Andor. Like, they're not, they don't have consistent quality. Um, so that concerns me, too. Um, and I think that they should, like, really get solid on that before moving back into movies. Got you. I understand. Yeah. Speaking of Andor, if you haven't checked that out, we have the uh, our podcast or another video we made talking about Andor, breaking down Andor, uh, had a whole discussion on it, and it's one of our favorite Star Wars shows so far. So um, great discussion. You know, it's it's why I like having Galen on the show, because I feel like you bring that, you know, different perspective to Star Wars conversation, like you really understand the human element stuff that Star Wars puts in it and you're able to seek out the like real world parallels that they put in. I feel like the creators put that in there a lot and it's not always in your face, but it's, you know, if, if you're able to catch it, you know, you can, you can definitely see the real world parallels and you're really good at catching out. I feel like it's like second nature to you. Um, Thank so, you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. So I, I love having that perspective on here, man. Um, but yeah, back to oh, Mando. Blast being here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But back to appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> on, on Mando. Um, yeah, that's just like it's to me. You know, I, I like what you were saying about what you wanted. Uh, yeah. I guess my question is, what do you think that that would also feel too big for a show that I feel like can, wants to be? It feels like it wants to be like your comfort show. It's my comfort show. Like it's, it's like it's Grogu yeah. and, and this and Mando and it's on this journey, and like they're like allowed to have episodes where they just it's like a side mission episode. You know what I'm saying? And they did that in season yeah. one and season two as well. But you know, I feel like the way that season two ended with Luke, I feel like people were expecting this season three to just be bigger. I feel like. Or something like that and and it's you know sometimes they just have those one-off episodes where it's not much happening but it's just this growth between this guy and this creature and uh i think that's yeah. kind of the core of it the 
Mandalorian and Grogu's relationship um, is uh, is definitely the core of the show. Absolutely, yeah. that's indisputable. Um, I would just argue that um, their relationship doesn't disappear just because they're not necessarily together. Together, um, and um, I would I would ask you and the audience to think about um, like the um, the second, the two second to last episodes of season two, where Gideon uh, kidnaps Grogu and they mm -hmm. have to go and raid his ship mm -hmm. and get him back, and how distressed uh, both of them are just being apart. Um, yeah. How distressed Mando is before he goes to get Grogu in the Book of Boba Fett uh, episode yeah. five. Yeah, my he's favorite very... episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, in that episode he's hurting. Yes. Um, I recently started rewatching re the series from the beginning, and um, in the first like three episodes, after he turns Grogu in for the bounty and he gets all the Beskar, uh, he's really torn up about like having turned him. He's like, "What are they gonna do with the kid?" And he asks um, the the um, the character Werner Hortzog, um, his character, who um, who he turns it into. He's like, "What are you gonna do with him?" And he's like, you know, it's against the creed for me to tell you. But, um, yeah, they don't need to be together all mm -hmm. the time. And I think that it would have been a challenge for the audience and um, the characters in the show to have them separated for a while. An opportunity for uh, some really interesting stories to tell there. Um, I think that CGI Luke also played a part in that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know like what the cost of maintaining that is. And I'm sure that it's like extremely <laughs> tedious to like apply that effect and do the yeah. VFX for that and doing it over the course of the entire season would have been like insane. Um, but they're the ones who made that weird creative choice. You should have recasted casted <laughs> it. We were all okay with it. <laughs> so uh, they put themselves in that box. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about you know the sh the show that we've actually gotten so far. Right. Let's let's get let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Um, so let's, let's first of all, I think we should talk about the most recent episode and then go back. Yeah, and okay. then work backwards from there. Done. Let's do so that. So twenty two. Mm -hmm. uh, guns for hire. Um, right. The Mandalorian and Bo Katan yes. uh, are going to this opulent dome city world um to try and track down mandalorians that bo used to work with right who are now like uh, commanding this uh former imperial mercenary fleet right now we've never been to this world and right never been to this world. okay never cool. seen it. Um, i like new worlds <laughs> yeah love new worlds and um you know what else i love jack Black and Lizzo, uh, and seeing them, which by the way, it was spoiled for me on Twitter. Dude, you can't even go. It's come to the Mandalorian Bruh. releases on Wednesday, bro, but it releases on Tuesday at 2 a.m. Bro, that's bro, a whole other thing. You can't go on Twitter. That's a whole other thing. You can't go on Twitter thing. at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday, bro. Right. It releases at 8. It, like, you can yeah. be on Twitter first thing in the morning, having your morning coffee, and a show that comes out on Wednesday is spoiled for you. Yeah. Make that make sense. Yeah, I don't that's... know if it's something that that uh, Disney needs to do about the release schedule, like release it in the mornings, yeah. or 
No, like, they need to release it in the evening. This so this is their problem. They they're having this is an issue that a lot of creators are talking about right now, and a lot of uh, people in this space are talking about because like you wake up and you're definitely spoiled by everybody talking about it because they release it at twelve o'clock west time 12, 12 o'clock on the west side so on the east yeah. we're getting it at 3 a.m and yeah and when we wake up you know, if you didn't watch it at 3 a.m if you wake up you can't be on the internet and sometimes you're that behind. loses people you're yeah behind. you lose the moment yes, you dude. lose all of it and it's like it's hurting disney all the excitement exactly yes, it's so whack what they need oh to do God. what they need to do is just put it at 9 p.m just like how hbo does with their like game of thrones and house of drag we there at 9 p.m ready to watch it <laughs> ready to watch yeah and then we can all talk about it that evening that night and it's yeah. i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me is a little is high to me i think because it is kind of a family show at the same time that is true I so think kids it drops at 6 p.m Ooh, so, 6 p.m on a wednesday bro okay and hold on hold everybody on, hold on. will be straight hold on hold what? on so that's 6 p.m eastern so that'd be three over there in the west so that's what I was saying. Like nine here, yeah, it's, nine it's six. It's six oh, there. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Maybe eight o'clock. Eight o'clock here will be fine. Yeah, eight o'clock there is. Eight o'clock here is fine. We can but do eight o'clock. That would be okay. All right. Still Even too much. Eight is like. It can release at seven o'clock. Honestly, yeah. West Coast. I'm sorry. You can watch it four at four o'clock. o'clock. That's Congratulations. It. Yeah, that's it. You get off work. <laughs> you get off work. Exactly. Don't worry. It works at It's fine. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole separate problem. Yeah. Not sidetracked. Yeah. Um, but Christopher Lloyd and Lizzo, right. uh, Jack Black, love love the cameos. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not like. Um, like these were totally like nothing parts that they were playing yeah and so many people are like just sh- like shitting on this just immediately without right. looking at the content of the episode they're just looking at screen caps they're like oh this looks like saturday night live like star wars is allowed to have guest stars like it's a freaking tv show yeah. get over it and it's not like the characters didn't have like we're totally l- like without substance yeah um captain bombardier um Jack Black's character, he was also a um, a decommissioned Imperial. And mm-hmm. so we see what happens to Imperials of status when they're stripped of their rank and what the New Republic did with them. And I thought that it was very refreshing to see a former Imperial officer actually keep station within like uh, a government body, a governmental body, and actually do some good in the world, like have Mm -hmm. a legitimately good character arc and not have like any sinister undertones to him at all. He legitimately got married to like the um the Duchess of like the native population's government and got have that we're just gonna indulge in the arch and like engage in leisure i thought that that was cool world building and that those were two fine actors for that part and i was happy to see them like i'm not gonna apologize about it i didn't think it was corny it didn't suck me out of the show yeah um christopher lloyd the freaking um security officer Mm -hmm. first of all you know who that is don't you i don't go ahead tell me okay I was see because I wanted to tell you before when we were talking before the cameras were on. That is Doc Brown from Back to the Future. 
Have you ever seen the Back to the Future movies? Long, bro, long time ago, bro. I don't know. I, I hope can, they kill you in the comments. I couldn't, I I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you like that. <laughs> bro, I couldn't oh give you God. names and, and faces like, like that. Two like iconic like face characters. Well, there's more than that. But like uh-huh. the ones on the poster for Back to the Future. The young okay. guy, Marty McFly, and the old guy, Doc Brown. You're looking Doc. up the poster. I'm looking it up right now. Dr. Brown. Doc Brown. Doc D-O-C. Brown. D-O-C. That's Dr. <laughs> Brown. Uh, for Lloyd, Doc Brown. Okay. Dude, it's the most iconic role. Okay, yeah, I've, see, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that role. face. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm here with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. All right. Dude, he's iconic. Um, sci-fi legend. So just to get him, he has to be nearly ninety years old. He was old in the eighties, dude. Put that into context. <laughs> it is twenty twenty-three, and he was old in nineteen eighty-five. Say that out loud, bro. And he came in and still delivered a performance. It's not okay. like they just had him out there delivering lines. He was delivering a performance. I was in it. It was a freaking espionage thriller. thriller. We mm-hmm. go down into the sewers and we speak with the Ognots again. Oh man! And the Mandalorian gets to use what he learned from Quill, a callback to the from the first season. Bro, like, that, that was he, my favorite. I call this right. I call this episode. I have spoken. <laughs> that's it. That's the name of this yeah, episode. Man, I wish we got. I wish we got to see them one more time in the episode. But that mm-hmm. I love that. I wish that more than one of them talked. But yes, I love that he used like what he learned. Yeah. Um, we get live action freaking battle droids from the clone wars for the first time ever live action freaking super battle droids people are freaking complaining episode is mid filler episode give me a fucking break like (laughs) fans are never satisfied never kills me live action freaking battle droids and a compelling espionage thriller i didn't see the twist coming like these are obviously tropes that are um you know these are tropes that we see in um this genre uh, you know, tracking to the bar, where did you get your product, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a droid bar? <laughs> Raise your hand if you didn't, if you've been watching Star Wars for years and didn't know that droids went to freaking bars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we get to see that. The freaking bartender and his touching ass remarks. Yeah. We want to help. Human <laughs> life is so short. Organics <laughs> built us. It is the least we can do. Yeah, man. Straight up droid episode. Are you kidding me, bro? Oh my god. I was not. I was not expecting. Yeah, I was not expecting a droid episode like that. And then it was happening. I was like, okay, they needed to put one of those in there for Mando since he hates droids and all that. Exactly. Throw that droid episode in there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up, by the way, because I nearly skirted over it. Seeing Mando's regression when dealing with droids and how Mm. aggressive he is toward them, and Bo calling him out on it. Yeah. That is that is character development. That is regression, seeing it in action, and one of our favorite characters. I wanted yeah. to hit him over the head. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he was like kidding. a legitimate <laughs> psychological response. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he. It was like him enacting revenge. The the um the super battle droid, the one that mm-hmm. he kicked, the ones that were loading. It was the same type that killed his parents. Mm-hmm. The same type, and so you know you see that childish like teenage like aggression like yeah i'm bad now like what's up mm-hmm. type thing i thought that was so cool and so mm-hmm. compelling to see 
and that's lit that's actually lit yeah yeah man there's freaking levels to this <laughs> oh lizzo bad episodes yeah. suck oh, uh. what the fuck did you want to see like i <laughs> there are filler episodes in every season of the mandalorian like oh man right season one it's peak like right this freaking filler in season one bro right like <laughs> i'm sorry but it's true the sanctuary the prisoner what's that one episode where they go into a cave him and grogu and they fight some monsters and then like true. they run out the and the ship is like on a two. yeah the ice with the spiders yes yes the filler. spiders like, filler, like, straight whoa, filler. <laughs> there's always been filler filler is an intrinsic part of the show just accept it exactly. we, this one was one of the best compare the episode we just got now to the fucking spider episode right please exactly. just be objective for 10 seconds like, exactly Exactly. Have an attention span that is longer than two weeks. Like, please. <laughs> this shit kills me, dude. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Nah, that was a great surprise about Christopher Lloyd. Thank you. Uh, the surprise about Christopher Lloyd being the one behind the droid attacks. Yeah. Um, wasn't surprised. I thought we were only getting him for that one scene and for him to be a major character and to get to go on this rant yeah. and to we get a name drop for Count Dooku. Count Dooku. In the I was like, Return of the Jedi era. Yo, I was hyped because it, I mean, it makes sense with his age. Okay. The age checks out. Mm. I survived the Empire. I survived <laughs> the Republic. And I won't surrender to you. I freaking loved it, dude. Like, nice. It's a fun little, like, dude, I freaking love that. Like, right. I had a blast last week's episode. I don't know what they're building uh, toward the finale because I don't think, I was, I was about to say that I don't think the overall arc of this season is very strong, but that's not true. I actually don't believe that. I've loved, to, I've loved seeing how this season has focused on all the Mandalorian people, mm -hmm. or at least like the large collective that um, Din is um, surrounding himself with. All right. Yeah, um, I've enjoyed seeing... Um, I've enjoyed seeing how this season has followed the Mandalorian culture overall, like of the covert mm -hmm. that we've seen and how they got like a legitimate, like tract of land. And now they can uh, lay legitimate claim to Mandalore. Even if Bo says that those designs are behind her, uh, reuniting the clans. Like um, another take that I saw on Twitter today that I really liked uh, is that the Mandalorian is not just about the Mandalorian din jarring like it can focus on other mandalorians as well in mm -hmm. season two we take time a bit of time to focus on Bo um, boba fett in season three we're taking time to focus on bo katan Kreez. Mm -hmm. so they are also like the mandalorian for the time and it's overall about mandalorians and about right. their culture grogu is also a mandalorian, mandalorian. Exactly, man. Like, you guys are not, like, the show does not have to be about freaking Din Djarin 24-7 right. to still be, like, truthful to its roots. Mm. <sighs> so, like... Are you spitting? You spitting right there. Oh, there. my God. Like, I... I they don't want to hear me, though. They don't want to hear me, though, Dennis. That's the freaking thing. Um, freaking... Oh, my God. Like, they do not want to hear me. So, yeah, like... We don't need to always be hyper focused on um, 
um, Din Djarin. And right. we don't always need to be hyper-focused on Grogu and Mando's relationship. Or they yeah. don't always need to be together, at least. Which is why I thought it was a missed opportunity to have them separated and to explore what they would be like separated after having spent this time together. Mm. Um, I have a point that's like a, another like hot button point for me right now that I really want to talk about. But it's go not there. related to my specific episode. It's a kind of an unrelated thing. Grogu, also, I'm being honest, getting a little, little bit old for me. Getting old for you? Like, um, I don't. For, he's not getting old to me. But what I will say, I saw this take and I agreed with it. It was that it's the episodes that actually feature less of Grogu are the really good episodes too. When it features like less and less of him. Go ahead. I'm still, well, like, I'm still, I'm still interested in his story though. That's the thing. Like, I want to know so much more about him and I want to watch his, story, his growth. But here's the thing that's, yes. As Grogu is featured more in the show, like, um, the more of like the, Baby Yoda is a propness of it mm. is like shown off and like True. being like limited by what the prop can physically do. Right. Whether it's like a CGI just flip or like him just waddling on the ground or like yeah. just being in somebody's arms, it is physically limited. Right. And so that is like that is weighing down like the rest of the show in a way. I feel. for real, True. See, I feel like it, honestly. <laughs> It does. I it does because I feel like if by this point, just think of it by this point, like um, instead, I understand you know different species age differently. Yeah, I understand all of that. But if um, kind of toward this point, um, you know, Grogu was kind of like you know just like a mouthy, not you know necessarily mouthy, but like. Um, like just a, a child who could like speak and who right. could provide like um input uh, on like what they were going through and like you know maybe maybe it's dad you can't give away your dark saber like Bo-Katan didn't earn it it's yours right. and maybe yeah. we have a different voice in the argument now That's and we true. have a different dimension to the conversation someone who Din is closer to than anybody who may also be steering his decisions. Um, that is true. They do miss out on that opportunity. Yeah. And like they've kind of put themselves into a box because I don't <laughs> like I don't see it being feasible like Grogu going through like a physical change like within the lifetime of the Mandalorian. A because they don't want to stop selling toys for Baby Yoda. Right. And B because it doesn't make sense with the timeline that they've presented with him being 50 years old and a baby. And a baby, So by the yeah. time he gets to, like, 100, is he going to be a baby until, like, season 50 of The Mandalorian? Like, yeah. at some point, realistically yeah, at, at like, some point, they're going to have to, like, honest, like, at some point, where they're going to have to age him up, kind of, or, like, real fast or something. Like, they're going to have to, like, make him grow fast or something like that or that he's gonna have to say he yeah. actually matures faster than everybody else so once he's like a little bit older like say he's he's 50 now right so, so say when he is 100 he's actually like 
like prime uh, like yoda or something like, i don't know like not prime yoda but like you know what i'm saying not prime but like you yeah, know yeah, like a yeah. teenager well, like, just grown or like yeah yeah teenager yeah, yeah i would really mess with that if like when he's because here's another thing um here's my um here's my grogu take and okay please time stamp this to whoever's watching grogu <laughs> is uh disney's key uh to the what's behind what's beyond the sea beyond movies. exactly for sure because that is going to be their time jump about how the how are we going to skip to a time period in star wars that's unexplored while also keeping the grogu. audience invested oh they're gonna pick grogu up from here and they're gonna drop him here and he's like mm -hmm. oh he's an adult and he's actually the a mandalorian jedi badass with the dark saber uh yeah give me four tickets to every movie please <laughs> Or is or is he evil Yoda? Or is he evil uh, Grogu? I would love evil Mandalorian Grogu. The, the Grogu. more I oh the, the more I think about it, I'm like he's either like the leader of Mandalore as a young Jedi Grogu, or he's or something happens to Din or whatever or Bo-Katan or like, and his attachment. His attachment is yeah, like you know what I'm saying because they've been building up that there's a point for them being together all the time and seeing their growth and all that so if if something yeah, happens to din and he's affected by it you know they have options i just yeah, hopefully they keep their options open that would, <laughs> that would be catastrophic bro the it would be crazy would, it would be too powerful there would be nobody to stop him well i don't even know who would be around in his right. era i don't True. know what I don't know what that era even looks like, like as far True. as light side force users, because it's so ridiculous. It's so far in the future. Like, mm -hmm. who the fuck knows? Uh, those characters aren't even like written yet. Um, but um, like, just his, his potential, his potential is ridiculously high. Mm -hmm. His potential is like nearly like Darth Vader, and I'm not talking Vader in the suit. I'm talking evil Anakin Skywalker, like. <laughs> That is the most powerful character in Star Wars. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that Grogu has the power to potentially rival that someday. Uh, and if he's evil, oh my God. <laughs> he's the villain of a freaking trilogy. Bro. That'd be crazy. Bro. Nah, That'd be crazy. I would love that. But yeah, he's the key to their future for Facts. sure. Facts. But I do this, I think he's limiting the now. I do mm. think. The fact that Baby Yoda is a prop is limiting the now. And it is like, uh, it's like, I love Grogu, but it's just, I, I don't know. Just like pay attention, like try. I don't want to, I, I actually don't want to encourage you to do that because it's just not fun. <laughs> but like, if you see like him from the perspective of being a prop, right. like you'll get what I mean about um, like, Okay, he can only do but so much. Yeah. So, like, they're going to have to edit around this, or they're going to find a story reason for him to, like, you know, be able to move fast or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it just feels limiting. It's kind of distracting at this point. That's all gotcha. I need to say. Gotcha. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that point being made, especially like the whole t thing where he fought that kid. It was that Vizsla's kid. Um, and he, you know, he did the jump over and the jump back during the fight. Um, I've seen a lot of people say it's okay because it's star wars corny and star wars corny is is okay and i've seen people say like you know it is a distraction like you were saying so um yeah i've seen both ways me personally i didn't 
like I, I caught it. I was like, okay, yeah, it's definitely like a little doll that they're just <laughs> tossing back and forth. Cool. You know, I get it. But, uh, you know, for me, it, it didn't take me all the way out of it. It didn't take me all the way out of it. Okay. But and, yeah, totally valid too. Yeah. Totally, totally valid. All perspectives are. Right. Um, I would have liked a bit of more of a more back and forth. I was going to, I would be honest between um, Paz's kid and, um, well, Din's kid, Grogu. <laughs> I thought that would have been like a fun little matchup, like two dads on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You're cheering <laughs> um, their sons on. Yeah. <laughs> well, sports um, dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. Um, <laughs> and maybe they do develop some kind of rivalry. I think that would be cute. That'd be kind of um, cool, yeah. Yeah. You want to get to the um, end of this episode of episode oh, six? Yeah. Before we move yeah, on? Yeah, we should. Jesus Christ, yeah. Dude, right. Uh, so caught up. Tangent, tangent, tangent. <laughs> yes. So um, the security officer is behind the droid attacks. He's turned over. You have to live the rest of your days in exile. Right. Um, and we go back to uh, Axe Wolves and the Mandalorian crew. And Bo uh, confronts him. Um, she challenges him to a duel uh, for command of the fleet. And gave straight and- hands. Gave uh, that yeah, boy hands. Straight, <laughs> straight to it. We already knew that she was about it. She's not one to hesitate. Uh, I don't need my helmet. Let's get straight to the action, Jackson. Uh, <laughs> his arse. Uh, and then he... <laughs> and then uh, Mando um, bestows the Darksaber on her as the rightful ruler. Right. Now, mm. I will say one thing. I'm in two minds about how they did this. Same. And one, I'm like, ah, you you played a little tricky on us. Mm-hmm. You got the dark saber to bow on a technicality, and you put it right in plain sight. And in a way, I totally respect that because it's totally genius. Because they're like, what if we put someone in the middle? Of Din and Bo, who is just like a no name, yeah, and like you like put it under the guise of filler, but it has real implications when it comes to ownership of the dark saber. Mm. <laughs> just um, a quick joke. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of um, uh, a meme. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of a meme that I read once where it said. Um, <laughs> Pre Vizsla loses to Darth because you know the dark saber must be lost in combat, right? Right. right. And so um, Pre Vizsla loses to Maul. Maul loses to Ahsoka. Ahsoka loses to Vader. Vader loses to Luke. Luke loses to Kylo Ren. Loses to, and then it's just <laughs> it's a picture of Yoda with the line, "A dark path." This. <laughs> This line of thinking will lead us. <laughs> so it's like the whole lineage thing uh-huh. uh, can be dangerous. It's implying, of course, that it goes to Rey, who right. is the protagonist of the sequel trilogy, whom everyone hates, <laughs> and who she's technically <laughs> the order of the dark saber because the lineage thing checks out. Anyway, so a second part of me is like, that's lame as fuck. The way we go <laughs> Kind of like this fucking way that y'all did that, and I feel like it should have been a bigger moment—the oh, uh, passing of the dark saber, because it hadn't really been. It, there wasn't tension around it. It hadn't really yeah. been brought up throughout the season. Yeah. She gets to wield it once, but it wasn't really a contentious issue. That like this was like a cathartic thing. Yeah. For. So the payoff did not feel big to me. That is true, and I feel like Bo's. 
for me, it feels like Bo's whole thing in this this series or this uh, season so far, like she's had a lot of things come easy to her. I feel like mm. I feel like she's just kind of like she walking through the story, bro. Like she nothing's like been challenging to her. The most challenging thing was fighting the guy that you know she was just fighting at the end. That was it to me. And like she's she got into Mandalore, right? And then or she goes with. Um, Grogu to find uh, our boy Din saves him. They go back to their creed. They just kind of like accept her, especially after she goes and saves Dude's uh, son, uh, Vizsla's son. Yeah. You know, they just accept her. They kind of like make her almost a leader in in the whole, you know, that crew. Yeah. Uh, and the armor basically tells her, "Hey, you're gonna be the one to unite us all." All that kind of stuff. She sees a mythosaur. Like, he just, like, I feel like things were just easy for him to be accepted and just, I feel like she hasn't really had a conflict yet, which makes me almost skeptical of her still. Like, there's still like a, like a, there's still like a little bit of doubt in me with her. If she's like truly won over, if she has ulterior motives, just like a little bit. Well, I, um, I will say this, um, just a couple of counterpoints. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, this season, her home is totally destroyed. Right. So you may have glossed over that. Um, number two, um, keep in mind that this is still the same bow that we know from the Clone Wars and from Rebels, mm-hmm. who has already done a remarkable amount of suffering. It just hasn't happened in the show. Uh, okay. Her planet was lost. Her sister was murdered by Maul. Um, she lost possession of the Darksaber. She's lost it uh, twice now. Um, Gideon um, Gideon um, got it off her. Right. And um, she wasn't recognized as um, the ruler of Mandalore because um, in Rebels, uh, Sabine gave it to her right. and did not follow the proper creed. Um, and so she's lost it twice. So she has gone through a remarkable amount of suffering. And so season, season three for her is kind of like a redemption arc almost. Okay. And getting back in touch with her roots and um, you know finding power in her, in her, in her native culture. And um, she's getting, you know, empowered the authentic way. Uh, she doesn't uh, need the dark saber, just this object, a symbol of it, though she mm-hmm. does have it now, uh, which, you know, I'm in yeah. two minds about. But I thought it's even it's it's um, almost more powerful that um, she she's um, she's kind of gotten this power just from her actions. Um she, despite not believing it, led uh, Din to the living waters. Right. And um, despite not owing him anything and having already saved him, uh, saves him again from drowning. Right. Um, she saves uh, Paz Vizsla's son, despite having no uh, attachment connection. to him and no, need, and no connection to him. Right. And so she's beginning to walk the way. Uh, she's beginning to, you know walk the way she talks so to speak she's mm-hmm. returning to you know her roots and there's a very um you know a kind of stoic uh nobility in um in din's tribe um and i think that she's learning from that and so that's kind of bringing out 
the better in her and um she's now kind of just like reaping the war rewards of like uh putting that work in that's gotcha. where i see it got you no yeah i uh you know it's, it was more more halfway through the season where i was like i still don't like trust her yet because i i've always seen her as not like the good guy you know what i'm saying like she's never to me like the good guy no um so her you know having this it's almost like they're trying to show you you know they're, or they're trying to show us that they're showing her um that these things are real these things like this is like this is the way you can you know this is your redemption arc and you know and then her seeing the myth of sword just also like i think catapult said as well too is like all right well, this is this is uh this is the way like this is for real and um also when you when you when she brought it up to the armor how did mm-hmm. you take how did you take the armor's reaction to it because i've seen two different ways people broke that down too because i saw she's like um when one walks away with the mandalore you will see many things yeah uh i think that um some people like thought that the armor was kind of the way she responded was like, yeah, sure, you saw Mythosaur, like, that. Yeah, but then I some people were true. like, you know, like, it's an unspoken thing, like, this is the way. You definitely saw that, and, you know, like, this is how we do it. But, so how did you um, take... I think, that, I think that it was, um, I think that the man, I think the armor was being coy uh, mm. at first, and it was kind of like a, um, sure, you saw it. I think that the the armor always believed that Bo believed that she saw it. Mm-hmm. I think she always thought that Bo believed, mm-hmm. but then the armor in the background is seeing um, these events tie together. Um, Bo Katan saves Din, and it's just whether it be coincidence or where it be fate, she has not removed her helmet since bathing in the living waters. Is that? some of you know the force at work i have a question you just you go ahead so there was a there was a moment when they stopped and they gave her the campfire thing by herself like they were saying since you did this you could you could sit here by yourself leader of the war party it is you get the honor of sitting by the fire this is the way yeah right and she took her helmet off there so so she's just like so they are able to take their helmet off when they're like just chilling like yeah, that's what themselves. they said. What's it called? I didn't know you that. missed that line. I missed it. Yeah, I, I missed it. But, uh, Bo asks, how do you guys eat without taking your helmets off? Yeah. And Din says, we all go off and we find a place to be alone. Ah, I missed that. Damn. Like, and she's like, that's very lonely. <laughs> and like, this is the way. This is the way. Okay, damn, I missed that. So they do take their stuff off okay. when they're alone and just, you know, they can eat and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. And so she starts to walk off, and that's when Paz sets her straight. As the leader of the war party, you get the honor of the fire. Copy. I love that, by the way. I didn't know that, and I thought that was a beautiful detail and a beautiful part of their culture. And I oh, just yeah. love glory culture. Yeah. I love glory culture and religion and learning about it. Yeah. I feel like the armor's got bars in general. Oh, for sure. I love her. <laughs> I think she's got oh, bars. Vizsla's got bars. Like, they all, a couple of them got bars, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Vizsla's speech. Oh, great. Like, and now we're expected to shed blood in the name of Din Djarin again. Why? Because we're Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, yeah. They low-key, they low-key are like this, bro. Like, I went back, because I went back and I watched season one, 
when Din is pinned down trying to get Grogu out of the village, and uh, Paz is the one who leads the Mandalorian charge to come save him. And he leads all the Mandalorians out, and they save Din from all the bounty hunters that are trying to say trying to get Grogu. Mm-hmm. And Din's like, "You're gonna have to relocate the covert." And Paz is like, "This is the way." Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't matter if we move. We if we got to move everybody to save one, this right. is the way. We'll this is the it. way. That's that's nope. hard. They hard. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love the loyalty. I I love just the commitment and the camaraderie um the weapons the armor i'm just obsessed with it just happy to be here i'm just happy just to happy see to be I'm here happy to hang out with yeah facts yeah. i am too man they're, they're my comfort people man i love it uh, absolutely so then the very the very very end where uh we got the what happened no, that was the end. Oh, I'm thinking about the end of the, the episode before where they find that uh, the dude goes into space or whatever and I forget his name from uh, that discovers the guy's been taken. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, And the Mandalorian. Uh, Captain Carson. Carson, yeah. Captain Carson. Carver. Yeah, he uh, discovers the ship that's Carver. been like... Yeah, he discovers a ship, and that was the ship that was supposed to be escorting uh, homie. What's his name? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Um, mm-hmm. And it was attacked, and then there's Mandalorian gear. Like, what's it called? Beskar? Um, yeah, Beskar embedded in the, um, in the wall. In the wall, right. And uh, so now he thinks that Mandalorians Which... think it was a setup. First of all, super lazy exposition on the writer's part, I must say. I'm gonna be okay. honest. Why the fuck would there be metal embedded in the wall? Like, when have you ever seen metal come off of a Mandalorian's piece of armor? Right. When, like, um, would it be, like, from a knife? Like, that did not make sense to me. And they're like, okay, like, they're in space. Like, we have a limited way to, like, show that Mandalorians were here. Mm-hmm. But, like lazy way on the writer's part i'm not sure i could have thought of something better but (laughs) lazy anyway um the other thing um i do think that it was a setup i definitely think that was planted there because again like it's so dumb like that's why yeah right people were saying mandalorians don't just leave their stuff around either like they don't just like best scar yeah yeah it's it's treasure to their religion yeah Yeah. it's not getting left behind i what gideon's motives are I'm not entirely sure of. Mm-hmm. I think that he may be trying to um, frame it like Mandalorians broke him out so that the New Republic will get sicked on the Mandalorians and it's like, you know, his two mm-hmm. enemies will be pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's his goal. I wonder if we're even going to see him in season three, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's a good question. It's like not really looking like I that. It, <laughs> I mean, he's got to, I feel like he's got to show for a little bit just to, you know, he, Gotta see where they, he's the big bad. Yeah. You gotta show him a little bit. Um Yeah. And I think I think we saw set photo. I think we saw set photos way back that he was there. I think. Hmm. But um Yeah, so that that's what's being set up over there. Um I, yeah, I don't have any really I didn't I had no idea. I like I didn't have any theories or anything because I don't I don't know as much. So like I was like 
you know, I couldn't really make connections or anything like that, but I was just like, damn, it feels like, you know, what you were saying with, you know, pinning Mandalorians against, um, like the New Republic and stuff. Um, I, I thought of it as like Mandalorians against Mandalorians. I thought this whole season was going to come down to Mandalorians fighting Mandalorians. I don't know why, but I don't know. It's not looking like that right now. It's looking like they're going to get them all together, but there's got to be some kind of conflict there. Yeah. I mean, it's not, um, impossible to imagine, um, that there is a sect of Mandalorians that could come into conflict with, you know, the Mandalorians that we know and loved. Yeah. Uh, there are Mandalorians who occupied Mandalore, if you remember, during Rebels, um, after the Purge. Um, Mandalorian super commandos that were loyal to the Empire. Mm. So it's very possible that those Mandalorians were the ones that sprung Gideon too, and they would definitely have beef with, you know, uh, Din's Mandalorian covert. So, yeah, I could see that. Uh, it would be kind of weird to introduce them like, in the seventh and eighth episodes and then have them be the bad guys because i feel like it's not properly set up that's true Um, but yeah Hmm. got you excuse me um got you all right cool um let's see i like yeah i have this whole like episode by episode thing here but uh, we did a lot of on episode six there that was like, all right, we don't need to do too much. We can just like bullet. Yeah. We can like bullet past like a lot of stuff. We hit the major. We hit um, the major stuff. Of the what's called this season overall. Right. Do you want to what's it called? Perhaps we can talk about where we think where the season's going to end. Okay. Uh, and beyond. Let's do it. Uh, do you have any theories? I'll start you out. Truthfully, I haven't thought much about it. Um, the only, th- I mean, the only thing that I'm just noticing is that it's, I just see a lot of the, like I was saying before, I see a lot of the Ahsoka rebels, you know, pieces being dropped in this season. Um, that's, I think we see Ahsoka. Ooh, I don't think we see her in, in the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really, it's hard to really see, hard to really like know exactly where it's going they, they kind of throw you off sometimes with these filler episodes too like they like i'm thinking they're gonna you know start getting it going and it's like okay join episode <laughs> take that um yeah it's kind of it's kind of tough what do you think so far what do you think Truthfully, is I have coming no clue um yeah i really have no idea because they haven't really built like a um you know, a big payoff, a big bad, like what is this right. big fight going to be? I really have no clue. I think that we're going to explore where Gideon um, was kept. Um, but really, I have no clue. Uh, I can't. That's as, really as far as I can spectate. <laughs> and now that like just saying that out loud, I'm grateful for that. Right. right. I, I just um, don't know. I have no idea. I don't know where we go next. All I do I'm not. I, it's a little short because I can't say that I'm like um, particularly like excited for the finale. I'm excited to have two more episodes of The Mandalorian to watch, obviously, right. but I'm not like you know. There's not like a finale of this building that I can see the machinations of. Right. So yeah, I think we just have to see how they can execute. Yeah, and I I know it's the it's the same director for these last two episodes. Like this last one was a different was a different director. Right. Yeah. 
this was his one-off episode and then like now we're getting the guy that's doing both of these so it would be like his two-part finale kind of thing um what do you i guess here's a question what do you think about uh what are your thoughts on what's the guy's name carl that's that got his own thing in navarro or what's this what's the guy's name oh yeah uh grief carga grief carga grief carga yeah Carl Weathers, yeah, that's his name. That's why I know is yeah. So Carl Weathers, uh, Grief Carga. Um, I love I, Grief Carga. I like uh, him too, man. I think that he's had like a really solid and believable character arc. How he mm-hmm. went from um, like kind of the uh, I don't know the administrator of the Bounty Guild to then being like the um, the I forgot the name of his station, but like the um, just the leader of Navarro essentially. Right. And how he's like legitimately become noble in having to defend this place and yeah. having to rebuild after the Empire left. Like he just, you know, he steps into the shoes and he had to fill him and he has. Right. Like he cares the about the guy. Yeah. And I totally believe that he's turned a new leaf. Yeah. I love him and, and Mando's I, friendship. I, lo- I like yeah, that I little know. friendship a lot. I agree. I was just about to say, I don't think that Mando would have turned back if he didn't believe that he authentically changed. Facts. Nice. Yeah, yep. real nice. And then um, I love the fucking like just the overall like cast of Mando. I love like right. top to bottom, like the like the full stretch. Like if you look at like all the way from just like you know Mando, Bo-Katan, the armor, Grogu, but also just like Pelimoto, his mechanic on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and like freaking Frog Lady, and <laughs> <laughs> um. Luke Skywalker, just <laughs> global threat. Yeah. Luke looks cool. He's cool. <laughs> He's all right. looking like everyone who's in the show. I just love like everyone who's included. For oh real. god, I love that show. Anyway, um, um what? It, yeah, I think, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I do think that we get something that points towards Ahsoka, which I'm ashamed I should know the release date. I think that's this summer, which is crazy yeah. to think about because it was mm-hmm. another one of those things where I'm like, that's just so far in the future. It's like um, never going to happen. Yeah. They're hyped for it, too. Here, and Rosario Dawson is going to be in Ahsoka Maker. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm extremely hyped. Uh, me personally. Yeah. A guy like me, uh, I will be in full Ahsoka face paint. For every single episode, <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, sorry. No, um, yeah, I get, um, I'm I got, super hyped for it. Nice. I got one more question for you. Um, you got me about, huh? Yeah. So, so you got me thinking about Mandalorian tattoos and working on my leg <laughs> Mando tattoo leg sleeve incoming. Oh, my oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I love um, these side characters, but yeah, your question hit me. So, what do you think about the action so far in this in this series in the season so far? I'm because you know I feel like they've given us some good, you know, ship fighting. You know, we got the pirate episode. Yeah, some good. I think pirate we had episode some, was fire. Pirate I thought it was fire. My favorite of the season. Um, chasing the dragon, chasing also the dragon. very solid. Hand to hand, pretty good. I wasn't crazy about the fight at the end of this. Um, at the end of. Chapter 22, the most recent episode between Axe and Bo. And Bo, okay. Someone said that it was like fan film quality, and I kind of felt that. Like, okay. obviously, in that field with all those ships, it felt just very like green screen. 
And also the scene with like Lizzo at the end uh, in Jack Black, where they're playing that sport, people were tearing that scene apart because of the visuals. And they said that it looked like a Capital One commercial. And I could not agree more. Uh, the visuals have taken a step down. Mm. Damn. Well, in some instances. Not yeah, all. yeah. There's that. And then there's like this whole, you know, Din with, with his helmet on the whole time because it's not really pedro in there it's you know it's a stand-in because pedro's been filming for all these other shows and stuff like that um dude's a busy man yeah. he's a he's a wanted man in, in hollywood right now um for sure but yeah i um that kind of uh hurts the series yeah well i don't know for i'm okay with it because i'm like you know he's just he's throwing these little one-liners in there this is the way and all that kind of stuff he's, he's not saying too much i feel like in this series um I, yeah. I don't feel like it hurts, but, but you know, I feel like I, I know a lot of people want to see the dude, you know, Pedro be the actor of it, but yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Um, I, what's it called? I, um, I would be surprised if we didn't get a moment where he gets his helmet off this season. I think that it'll get one. Uh, I don't, there's been one every season. Uh, yeah. in season one. IG-11 has to take his helmet off to heal him in the last episode, and we get a little Pedro face action. Yeah. And um, what's it called? In season two, he has to take it off for that episode where they sneak into, like, the Imperial facility with Bill Burr, and right. in the finale, he takes it off for Grogu. And, um, yeah, so I think that we'll get it somehow in... Probably, yeah, when they unite all the... Everybody, unite all the Mandalorians, and he's got to, you know, show face for it. Possibly. I can see that happening. Yeah, I think that, um, like, Bo being able to take her helmet off could maybe, has maybe opened the door for more Mandalorians to, um, begin to, like, maybe follow that path if they so choose. And mm -hmm. perhaps that, like, what the change is by the end of the season is that, um, Din can maybe get some kind of new permissions regarding his religion. Like, he can, uh, remove his helmet in, like, the presence of Grogu or something mm -hmm. because they're family. Mm, nice speaking of grogu man okay here's here's my actual last question speaking of grogu um we've seen him get some armor we've seen him get what is the chest plate all that kind of stuff yeah um, also like how many more accessories can you give this doll like, okay that's how it feels all right but you know that helmet's coming though so how how does helmet gonna work later uh, i mean i've seen some concept art where it just like has holes for the ears holes for the ears option that you can go for like plated <laughs> ears sounds crazy to me um i think that's the only option um also I, I, I don't think that helmet is coming as soon as you think and it's also definitely going to be I, I, yeah truthfully i don't think that man that grogu is going to get a helmet until he gets aged up like in a aged future property okay. i don't think he gets unless it's like literally the very last episode of the Mandalorian. Oh man, we need to we need to but, get him some gear, bro. Jetpacks, all that. Yeah, I need like, I need it all. <laughs> he's a baby. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, he flew a ship, bro. Bro, we he, we gloss over this. Oh, you're right. He freaking I mean, he flew the boat. It wasn't like really he, him. No, but R five unit. Right, five unit right. was flowing. Was but he was in a ship by himself, <laughs> which is more than capable of doing. By himself and on a company but um, <laughs> he went to go uh, get Bogatan yeah. to save his dad. The face. 
Yeah, they don't think they're going to cover his face because they got to sell them toys. Which, helmeted Grogu would sell some toys, but not as much as cute yeah. Grogu. That is true. Yeah, that is true. So, I don't think that that helmet is coming anytime soon, even though I'm also Team Helmet. Um, <laughs> why doesn't he wear a helmet? Right. One does not speak unless one knows. That is true. That is true. He's a family, though. He's still learning. He's the way. He's still learning. <laughs> yeah, he's still learning. All right, man. Yeah, any we that, uh, later at the facts? Any last Mando thoughts? Star Wars thoughts? You know, anything? You getting the game? You getting the new game? Uh, you got it pre-ordered? Absolutely. Uh, Jedi Survivor not pre-ordered, but I'm gonna get it very soon. I have uh, movies, movies, <laughs> games that I still am playing and still yeah. need to finish. I haven't finished God of War two. <laughs> I haven't even fought Heimdall yet. I just got the spear. So <laughs> oh, you got the spear. <laughs> nice, be- nice. Yeah, I need to um I need to put more hours into that. Still need to mm-hmm. finish Spider-Man PS5. Nice. But um I hope to, you know, I definitely hope to get into Jedi Survivor. I'm very yeah. happy with where we are uh in Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. I would ask that all Star Wars fans watching this just take a moment to just be objective and look at the properties that we've gotten in recent years and the properties that are on the horizon. And compare that to where we were in, uh, say, like 2017, for instance. Yeah. yeah. So just try and remain objective and have some perspective. Right. Uh, but other than that, man, listen, Dennis, it's a blast being on your show every time. Uh, every time. To be here. It's a f- so much fun. I cannot stress that enough. I could stay here for another hour. Yes, sir, man. Uh, I know, right? We could always just keep chopping it up about all this stuff. But uh, yeah. But we gonna we gonna have to end it here, man. Um, thank you for coming by, Galen. Do you want to plug in your socials real quick, man? Let the people know where they can find uh, you. Sure, you can um follow me on Instagram at down three one. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at Confirmed Canon. Nice. And you'll be able to follow me on YouTube at Confirmed Canon very soon as well. Oh so yeah. I hope YouTube content. Yeah, I'm thinking it's that on the way. my first video is um, a review of The Mandalorian Season 3 and talking about the direction of the series, because I'm sure there will be much more to talk about oh, yeah. after these next two episodes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. As you heard it. Go go follow the homie. Uh, it'll be in the description below as well. Like I said, again, I'm Dennis Smith. This is your Mandalorian Season 3 discussion slash breakdown slash what do we want to see in the future topic here (laughs) um but yeah man thanks for coming again and i will see you again in another video man and i will see you guys in the next video guys have a wonderful wonderful weekend peace everybody have a good weekend happy easter yes sir happy easter we out